I call the meeting to order City of University Heights City Council meeting. Tonight is Tuesday, August 27th. We got a great crowd of people. Thank you for all coming. And uh, roll call, all council are present. Um, first order of a business is approval of minutes July 9th and August 13th. Are there any additions or corrections? Okay, um, with that uh, correction, uh, the minutes will be approved by unanimous consent. Uh, public input. I have two people who signed up to speak. Uh, to begin with, Paul Moore, would you like to speak with, to the council tonight? Uh, Paul Moore, 1000, 1006 Melrose Avenue. I want to thank whoever patched Melrose Avenue where we've got an orange cone on the corner. But I have a question about that property. And I don't know if Josiah knows right offhand, but that area's been patched around that manhole before with a section of the pi of the paving replaced and it's deteriorating and I wonder if that's part of the sanitary sewer or if that's part of the telecommunications whose responsibility and I wonder if that manhole itself is deteriorating why the paving keeps settling and breaking and so I'd recommend somebody request that Josiah explore that so we have some idea in the future to get it repaired correctly. And this is where the orange cone is at the end of your property? Yes. Josiah, were you weren't you notified of that because Paul had notified me and Dottie earlier? Yeah, I'm 99% sure it's sanitary sewer. And one of the things Iowa City's been doing is they've uh, tried to replace like the top section of their sanitary sewers through town so I'm trying to see if they can bump that one up on their list okay well it's, I just wonder why so it keeps deteriorating underneath as so. part of that so in the inspection process we can okay that. all right then on another subject I've been approached by people wanting to use motorized wheelchairs on the public sidewalk and golf carts on the street in regards to football games for handicapped people. Do you have an ordinance that addresses that? We, uh, we don't have an ordinance that addresses um, golf carts on the street. Uh, the state law says that unless the city has an ordinance that would permit golf carts to be used on the street, then they're prohibited and we don't have one of those. So they're by, sort of by default, golf carts on the street are prohibited. If the council wanted to enact an ordinance, for the limited times of football games or more generally the council would have the prerogative to do that okay well to follow up on that is there any knowledge of anybody that willing to transport handicapped people to the game with those type devices or not well i know it's been done in the past i do too I mean, I've, I've seen them, running around, I've seen them you know with uh, and and the university has 
but I thought it was they don't go too far out of of the Kenick area but I I think I know that well, I they know there's transport. a three-wheeled motorcycle I've seen that and I've seen a John Deere Gator hauling people and and Brennan McGrath he used to have a golf cart that with his wine business, and I don't know if he's changed companies, if he's still got one or not. But well, I don't know, but you're talking hand for ADA accessibility or something, because well, I know yeah, the university Well, yeah, to transport that. people that are like everybody else. A lot of my patrons in the parking lot are getting old, but they're too bullheaded to stop going <laughs> to the game. And so I'm getting these phone calls and haven't been confronted with this before, and I don't want to recommend anything especially when I don't know what I'm talking about. So so well, if anybody has any input on that, I'd appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. And Kip Sheldon, you signed up to speak. Welcome, yes. Kip. I did. I don't know if this is the appropriate time. Yeah, this would be. I know you want to talk about you, okay. the tree board, right? Yep. I'm 316 Mahaska Drive, Kip Sheldon. I wanted to, uh, I guess, last... Uh, Council meeting, well, I guess that would have been in June. Uh, we talked about signage for the for the park, oh, for the, yeah. and so you'd asked me to provide some sort of a, an idea of, of the cost that might um, cost us to put signs and I guess the normal entryways, and mm -hmm. and I calculated three, maybe four natural areas in which people would enter the the tract. And this is what I, you know, I found. I Googled it. It was rather easy to find. The signs seem to be rather, the ones that we want for a temporary basis would be rather cheap. I'm, we're talking in the 20 to 40 $45 range. And we just have to determine the park rules. You, you as a council member would have to determine what we wanted to be put on those signs, along with the... Uh, the, I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, sure. Along, along with the posts, which I believe I included in that. And oh, the wording. Did you include the wording that you're suggesting? I did not include oh, that. Oh, I, 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 I see. Suggestions that I can provide later for the council. I see. To sure. But it's the general you know, verbiage that is on other, you know, or on other well, parts. Well, you start with the chicken or the egg, one right. of the two. So. It's something like that, no, the park rules. Mm -hmm. Now, on Prospect Place, there is isn't there is a post already there. Mm -hmm. So, there's one. there's one. So, $30, let's say there's four of them. So we're talking around the $300 range, and then installation, I would suggest maybe $50 a sign for labor. So about Russ five, can do it. Excuse me? Russ can do this. So $300, three to $500, depending on labor, would be the, the, the cost mm -hmm. to get us started and moving forward on the Swisher track. So Yeah, I think we should do it. In regards to Paul's question, I. I wouldn't see a problem during game days for people to utilize golf carts as long as they, you know, it's they're lawful. And I, do you see a problem with 
providing for something that may, it's maybe something we should look at. I don't see a problem in it because it's really hard to get around. Mm -hmm. They turned the mic up. There yeah. we go. There we go. Good deal. So do you have any questions in regards to signage? So what do we do next? Yeah. Mock up a sample with language? Correct. And then yeah. purchase them and install them. Let's do it. So. Sounds good. That's all I have. And so in oh. two weeks in September, will you, are you going to, is the tree board going to work on some verbiage to suggest, make some suggestions just We're, so we can get a starting? Oh, point? absolutely. I, we've already worked on that. So. And then that's in two weeks? Correct. Yep. Great. That's great. We need to start with signage. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for working on that. Okay, would any, okay, come on up. You don't have to sign up. You gotta. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, my name's Scott McLeod. I live over here at One University Way, and I'm here with Karen Franklin and Steve uh, to raise an issue that looks like it's on your agenda. Uh, and that's the striping of Melrose. Uh, we have a big group over here of folks that meet once a month, uh, wine and talk about things in the neighborhood. And one thing that came up was the fact that uh, some people have had issues being able to turn left into University Way because uh, folks traveling uh, west on Melrose that don't realize that uh, that's a turn line and uh, it's a safety issue and uh, it looks like it's on your agenda. A lot of these folks over there, including myself, have only lived here for, in the University Heights for a year so we don't know your process when you do the striping, if you do the striping, how long it lasts and one thing we thought about was uh, whether or not it's possible for you to do it in the spring. Uh, I don't know what your issues are with that. I, we've heard various things from various people about, well, the type of material you use for striping has to be eco-friendly and uh, certain things like that. But it's really, right now, it's uh, not in a good shape, particularly for football games. Folks heading out uh, after the game. But I'm assuming that you're going to take that up today. Yes, we are. And Josiah, why don't you just tell them that we do it once a you know a little bit. We do it once a year, yeah. and we do it in the fall. You know, like this time. That, that's pretty much it. We usually do it in the fall. Do you? In August, right before or around when school starts. How long does it usually last? We do it every year. Um, obviously, Good. the well, we had a some, bad winter. Some of them last better <laughs> than others. But, yeah. Good. Well, there's. I'm not really in favor of petitions all the time, but at least it gives you a concern. Oh, you have a petition? Oh, well, that's wonderful. The people that raised the issue. Oh, my. Uh, it looks like there might be about, about yeah, mm -hmm. so maybe anyway, 35, 25. And thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Excuse me, Mayor. May I make a sure. I know I've seen before these, what they put on, what they put on, on streets, something that the... Um, Snow removal wouldn't hurt, but they're, um, what are they, Reflecting. just little, small little pucks. Reflector things. Yes. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. In the pavement. In the pavement that are, it's not translucent, but they're reflective. Mm -hmm. It's something to consider. 
in that in those areas where um, so those around here typically those are gone they don't last long. well it was just a suggestion to yeah. something to consider yeah they, they do work great but they uh, they're gone oh mike you want to speak Um, Mike Ritchie, 20 Olive Court. Um, first thing I'd like to, uh, whoever redid the website, did an excellent job on that. It's a lot more user-friendly for uh, old people like me to maneuver on that uh, computer. The second thing I'd like to uh, tell the council that appointing Terry Gerda's interim rental inspector is a very wise choice. Every dealing I've had with Terry, he's just a good guy to work with and stuff on there. Uh, the third thing that I wanted to mention is um, I don't know if there's been any discussion on the rental per, uh, moratorium and uh, about two months ago I read where in Iowa City um, some of these um, rental companies were taking like a reservation to rent the place not a deposit on that but a reservation and they were not giving that money back either and I, you know, I, I, I don't know where the council goes on this <clears throat> moratorium, but I think the council can address certain issues and what a landlord or a rental company can do. Um, doing that to uh, a, a person should be illegal in my book. Number two, um, <clears throat> before the meeting started, I heard um, the police chief and Dottie, you know, with the, these permits coming on board, you know, to put on people's doors on snow removal and that. And with uh, what happened last year, um, the buck has to stop with the landlord, not the student or the tenant living there. And um, quite frankly, you know, um, like, like at my house, the, the kids go out the back door and stuff. So if you put a sign on there to mow or snow removal, it's probably going to be there in the spring. So if there was an issue and you wanted to contact I think you know if it wouldn't be too much of a problem you know is to send out send out an email on this thing but but this responsibility should not go to uh, the tenant by no means and I just was wondering uh, and maybe Steve can answer this what would be the legality of putting restrictions on what a landlord could put on a lease so the city has authority that's not inconsistent with the state law mike so the city can add things to the existing uniform residential landlord and T tenant act but it can't adopt something that would be different uh, than that i mean it can be an addition to but it can't take away from her or, or be contrary to that okay i've heard about that i read it probably the same place you did i know people are challenging and i don't know whether where any of that really stands or sits i've never heard anything like that yeah anywhere news to I, I me too and, and that's that, that's the kind of stuff I think that just needs to be uh, some protection uh, given out. Thank so, you. so Steve, you and I had discussed that, hadn't we? That we thought it was not acceptable that landlords were charging these fees or passing these fees on to their tenants and making their tenants pay for them. And your answer was that we can't interfere in that relationship right well it, or am i'm I not wrong? sure about what fees the ones mike's okay. talking about is like a, like an application deposit or something and then somehow making that you know non-refundable is that okay i don't remember talking about that but i thought uh, he was talking about the snow removal charges the the well both yeah yeah the the unless the council 
took action, and I'm, I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the code because I think the code says that with a particular size of uh, rental property, like a single-family residence, I think the code says that the it's responsibility of the, the landlord unless the landlord passes that on in a lease to the tenant. And I'm not sure we can say, except in University Heights, the landlord can't do that. I'd have yeah. to take a look at that, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. But wouldn't the obligation follow then that the property owner would need to monitor the tenant to be sure that occurs, and if not, they would be responsible? Yeah, so the, um, you know, it's kind of like, property law, which I'm sure you remember fondly. It depends, you know, if you think of uh, whose who's obligation is it to remove snow? Well, it kind of depends on who's asking. If it's between the landlord and the tenant, and the landlord has said in a lease, the tenant, it's your job, well, then maybe it is the tenant's job. But as it concerns the city, the city may always look yeah. to the property owner, and yeah. the property owner won't have a valid defense against the city by yeah. saying, oh, my tenant's supposed to do yeah. that. Yeah, well, I would think that would, yeah. But can the city prohibit um, the landlord from charging fees to the tenant as it regards to snow removal? Charging fees for it? Mm -hmm. You mean like passing on fees for the, mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know. I can find, I'll look okay. at it. Like $423 worth of fees? Well, like Shemansky did. Because mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I thought the answer was no, and if it's not, that's something that yeah, we should yeah. look into. I yeah. So as it exists, we don't have any prohibition. But I, I'll answer your question about whether we can impose something. Thank you. And Dottie will be discussing that a little more mm -hmm. in, under her agenda item. Would anyone else like to speak to the council tonight? Okay, thank you. We'll go on to building zoning and sanitation. And Virginia, you s circulated your report a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Um, so the big thing I have going is this contract we need to run to remove some unsafe trees from the perimeter of Swisher Tract. Um, council has received a copy of this. I haven't really gotten any comments back. Um, Tree Board has gotten a copy of it. I got a couple comments back that were useful, so thank you for that. Um, Kip Sheldon from the Tree Board has generously offered to assist with the oversight of this project. And so I have filled his name in in the contract as a city designee. So that's one thing I need to make sure everybody's okay with. And then the only public feedback I've gotten on this so far is why is this taking so long? It needs to be ha done faster. Um, because these are dangerous, they might fall, that kind of thing. So the only option I see for speeding this up is to approve a contract and circulate the RFP. I don't know. I mean, I think we'd have to have a special meeting and cut a couple of weeks off of the RFP circulation. I don't know if we can do that or not, or if there's council interest in doing that. Um, does anyone else have questions or comments that they want? I don't think we'd be losing anything by following the original timetable that you proposed only because most of the crews that are doing professional bonded tree services, they're right now fully engaged. So um, I'd hate to pass up on, we're going to okay, end up so with that stay same with problem. The, stay, stay with, with the, the proposed course. timeline. And, and the best example of this is what happened with the olive court repaving. We went out to bid right at a time when everybody was busy anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think you don't lose anything by rushing. Okay. Now, Does the Kip rest and I of the council agree on that. Would you? 
keep going on the timetable that she has now within like 60 days it is yeah i mean yeah i had i didn't build any real extra time into this time frame as proposed um now kip and i still need to take a walk to double check everything that is in addendum a and see if we want to propose any additional like specifications or instructions on what to do with stuff back there um, so we will still get that done. And then Josiah, I saw in your engineer's report this month that you had recommended some clearing be done at the end of sunset. And so I wanted to find out if there's interest in trying to roll that clearing into this project as well, since it's all happening right in the same area. That's what I was just going to ask. Yeah. Go through that. <coughs> so in my, my report, I looked at um, the, end, the dead end of North Sunset and the dead end of Prospect. And there were, on both locations, there's uh, prospect there's some dead trees in the right-of-way and there's a bunch of growth in the street and mm -hmm. on North Sunset there's no I don't see any dead trees but there's a lot of trees and things overhanging the street which would be good to roll into this I think is there council consensus to try to roll that clearing into this project to be done all at one time the North Sunset yeah the North you already Sunset have the prospect and the end of prospect yeah, I think a lot of this stuff is already covered. I think a lot of the trees that were identified by Mark Vitosh and myself are probably the trees that you have in mind, but we should walk it together and make sure that. Okay. Is that okay? Is that acceptable to council? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, it looks like Sylvia so and Lisa. So before the September regular meeting, let's, how about Josiah and Kip and I try to go through this list and make sure that we've got everything covered. Are the trees marked so that any of these guys who want to come and check out the the, the land are able to see it? The trees are marked with a spray white spray paint, but okay. we I'm thinking we should go ahead and mark them with like a big orange X in addition, just to make sure there's no confusion. Yeah. We were trying to be a little subtle on the first round. <laughs> okay, so that's that's the plan. Any other questions? No. Um, so next up, uh, I have a consider appointing Terry Gert as interim rental housing inspector. Um, since Stan quit, we do not have a rental housing inspector. It's a bit of an urgent issue since we're under moratorium right now for issuing new rental permits and we need to, you know, under the guidance of a rental inspector, get that situation worked out and get the moratorium lifted so i would recommend terry is already a city employee he has years of experience he does building inspections for us as a city of new construction but he does that from a number of other municipalities in the county and the surrounding counties as well as doing rental inspections for other municipalities so he's perfectly well qualified this is a job he already does for other cities he already works for us I do think it's a good idea to conduct a search at some point but I would my, my motion is that we appoint Terry for six months as interim rental housing inspector to get this going and get us through the moratorium and get that ended second I'll second everybody okay a second by I, I think he was first maybe a discussion why six months I think um, the moratorium closes in December Council needs to have some policy discussion before then. And certainly, I'm, 
I'm, I think it's January 15th. January 15th. Okay. So but the, it's close. Right. It's close. So it's like another 90 days or so. And more importantly, I think we need to make sure that this is an open and transparent process. Uh, Terry Gert, I'm happy that he's stepping in and offering his services and this council has already met with him. I understand you and Dorothy and I mean Dottie and Louise, Louise had a previous meeting and it's also I, I would like to see that that we keep all of our positions especially now that we're growing as competitively open as possible just because we're growing as a city and we need to make sure that we are benchmarking as much as possible and Terry Gert may very well be the candidate but we don't know that yet and so long as it's very clear that this is a temporary appointment subject to in a competitive process i'm okay with going in the direction that we adopt tonight but the language you propose needs to make sure that it's a temporary because interim doesn't, doesn't yeah i'd say uh, six months it's temporary well it's kind of long duration too that's not until what may of next year september october november december january february may that would get us over the breach February. Um, get us okay. over the moratorium and yeah um i think it's fine i think okay. that's fine okay any other discussion all in favor say aye aye, aye. aye. opposed say no okay motion carries terry Terry Gert is here tonight, and uh, you are interim inspector, rental inspector. Did you want to say anything, or we're, what we want to do now is probably set up a, yeah, a, a work session, a work session special meeting or something. And I, I want you to have your calendar too because we got to work, work on some of these issues because of the moratorium that's on, and. Uh, how does your can you come up and just tell how your calendar is a little bit because uh, I'm thinking you know September and how how's your calendar in September um, September is fine I think I've got three days that I'm taking off I'll be out of town getting recertified my electrical in September and that's a 10th 11th and 12th I think that's what it is but besides oh. that I mean Usually, when when we have a lot of notice, it's very easy to go ahead and schedule, at least for me. And I schedule just everything else around it. So, but is there a night of the week that works better for you? God, I don't want to hold. Maybe that sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth in there, Monday through Thursday. I guess it'd be nineteen. Um, how does that work for? council that week or the following week um, mm -hmm. to to start Tuesday doing rental Thursday. issues yeah. and maybe you can check with Stan yeah. on Tuesday's information the, he has you know because we need another thing I was well I think we should have a special meeting in case council wants to make some decisions that okay. night rather than a work session you know the the big thing here is 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 we need to get our feet wet and see how much time this is actually going to take. Right. Um, I do have another gentleman here that I, I sort of asked to come to council meeting. He is an actual rental inspector in Iowa City. Mm -hmm. oh. He's very good, um, which would be nice to, to help out when things get busy. I know with uh, 901 Melrose Avenue, I'm usually there about every other morning. 
you know, and, and sometimes at night. So, you know, I, I, I would probably like to maybe entertain down the road then, seeing how this goes, if we need to have another person helping out when I'm gone, mm -hmm. he can step in and, and vice versa. I mean, then you got double coverage. So if something comes and then up he'd, when I'm gone. Uh, he'd be like uh, part-time like you are part-time. Correct. And uh, we it, didn't talk about your salary, but I'm thinking you get paid just like your salary as a housing inspector. You get paid at the same salary right now. Correct. I, I, and what's that salary, Louise? It's like $45, 45. an hour, I Correct. think. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, yeah, I knew it was 40-something. And uh, so I suppose we need to put that in a motion, his salary, too, wouldn't we, Steve? Mm -hmm. And then I guess if you want to bring somebody else in, we'd have to discuss that. Correct. I, I would. Right. Yeah, I would want that. I mean, I would want... Terry, I know that you do a number of other cities. Um, Iowa City is your principal one. Correct. How many other cities do you have? Five. Five other yeah, cities? I think it's five. And so we would be city number six? Correct. And do you do rental housing inspection for, for all the other cities as well? Not for or, all of them. Or is it no. more mainly no. building inspection? Correct, but I do do uh, rental inspections in. West Liberty and they have quite a few rental mm -hmm. properties in West Liberty. How many years have you been doing rental inspection? Oh, heavens. I think when I first started at the City of Iowa City I was helping out doing it and that's been almost 30 years ago. <laughs> so and I've okay. been doing West Liberty for 20 well since 1994 25 years. Mm -hmm. Been doing their their rental in their building. How do you feel about doing policy research? policy research mm -hmm. on rental questions oh I don't questions that aren't legal mm -hmm. because you know legal is completely different um, department and also a lot more expensive uh, per hour 200 per hour so the role here would also be doing policy research which may have you speaking to other towns like Des Moines that Ames research was the counselor's job or any other benchmarking other practices from other from other cities well that's something i might entertain i mean i'm getting uh closer to retiring from iowa city since mm -hmm. i've got 30 years in so it just down the road maybe mm -hmm. you know it's just have to wait and see so i thought the question we were on is are we going to schedule a special meeting tonight at this meeting or do we need to circulate that via email well, and figure that out? Well, I think it would be good for people's schedule. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. I know Nick is bad on Mondays, so it would be Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe, or Thursday. I can't do it Thursday. I no can't Thursday. do it Tuesdays. Wednesday? Wednesday 18th. is better. Wednesday, 18th. September 18th? Yep. September 18th. It's free. Which is a Wednesday at... work for you, uh, Terry? Yeah, I can, I can okay. make that work. For a special meeting to discuss regulations on rental housing with the goal of ending the moratorium on new permit issuing. Okay. Is that the goal or is it the goal to pick up where Stan Laverman left, which is that four-page memo that he circulated to council? I, mean, I think the goal has to be the to end the moratorium. Goal. Well, I asked him to talk well, to Stan about what he was doing, too. 
Okay. Right. Yeah, I can, I can talk to Stan. Yeah, in particular, there's one issue that I'm very, very concerned about, and that is um, an issue that is prominently disclosed in some of our brochures for the rental program where landlords are able to enter into a private agreement with their tenant on dwelling rooms, like a, a room that is not compliant with safety and that that risk of not a non-safe room is assumed by, by the tenant. And I'm really concerned about any permits that we are as a city okaying and approving a permit that goes out to a dwelling unit that has an unsafe room because either it doesn't meet egress or any other safety reasons. But we've allowed it to be contractually, um, uh, we allow that to happen. And I'm really concerned about human safety in those situations. I don't think the city should be involved in, 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 in allowing these arrangements. So um, that's what I'm gonna be looking for, Terry. That's why I asked you about policy. <coughs> and uh, that's, that's, that's where I'm thinking we need, we need assistance there. Is mm -hmm. that a common practice that other um, fully staffed cities have or, or what's going on? Because I, I think that when we issue a permit by the city, it sends out a message that the city is standing behind that permit as a valid and well, you know, health and human safety are checked off and that we're standing by, by those decisions that those structures are safe for as a living space and therefore they have a rental permit. Sylvia, would you be willing to send some, like a reference for what you're I already talking did. about to the rest of the council? I already did, I already submitted it to you. Sure it's item number about. one on one of my comments on the memo that I sent off to uh, Stan Laverman. Right. So that was furnished to you we when he gave us- get that. Okay, yeah, he, get he gave it to us as a deadline and he also included it as an issue in his memorandum that he circulated on his last day when he gave us his notice here in council. I'll look for that, thank you. Mm -hmm. So I was quite surprised to see that. So I don't know how many permits we have out there that involve this uns unsafe practice. Mm -hmm. What time is the meeting on September? Seven o'clock. Okay. And make I'm sure either, but I'll look it up. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to make the motion for pay, but go for to set pay. $45. Oh yes, thank you. Thank you very much for making the motion. Right. So he will be paid the same. Yes, as I, I make a motion that to the temporary housing inspector is paid $45 an hour. I don't know if we need to also say an otherwise, you know, otherwise consistent with the other portions of the job description, um, defining hours, or I don't know, I don't know, I guess what else we need. We don't have a copy of that job description. I asked Steve Ballard for it and I haven't heard back. For what? A job description from Stan Laverman's job, his employment contract. I think you were on vacation and got you out of office. That's right. Right, but I wouldn't tie it to an agreement. I don't know what that agreement has. Well, tonight the motion is forty-five dollars an hour. That part of it, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, is there a second? I'll second. Okay, second by Dottie. Further discussion. All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed, say no. Motion carries. Did you want to introduce who you brought? Just yeah, the gentleman you like brought. Um, I don't want to ignore him. No. <laughs> uh, it's Brian Jensen. <laughs> oh, hi. And, hi, and like Brian. I said, he's a, a rental inspector in Iowa City. He's very good. Uh, he's he's getting all of his certifications, so I think he'd be, you know, mm -hmm. real good down the road here. 
um, uh, housing inspector one or two? Uh, just housing inspector just right housing. now. He's going ahead and getting. He, I think he, didn't you get your? Why don't you come up here, Brian, and yeah, let him know what? Didn't look yet. Sorry. No rental inspection too. Mm -hmm. So, but I do have the certifications in residential and also property maintenance too. Mm -hmm. I understand you guys follow. Mm -hmm. so. well, thank you for coming. It's nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice meet you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And thank you, Terry. Um, are there any questions for Virginia? Um, Virginia, I think we're going to have to amend our city budget to also have some calculations of what these. $45 costs may be for the first for the first half of the budget year so we need to go I need we need to talk take this offline and come back with some reasonable number to park and thinking ahead we can match our rental permit fees to cover the cost of that. we can take all of that offline but that would be contemplated right yeah so that's not until um, next year but that's not what that's the League of Iowa City told me so I think we've got some options Okay, uh, we'll go on to um, streets and sidewalks. And Dottie, did you want Josiah to start with um, his report, or do you want? Sure. To? Okay, do Josiah. That, do you want to do yours first? Um, let's go to the payment markings. Um, this would be consideration of resolution 1938. I sent out our from our payment marking contractor um, attached the proposal in the agreement. Motion adoption of resolution 1938. Second. I'll second. <clears throat> okay, and a second by Dottie. Motion by Virginia, second by Dottie. Um, any discussion? I had Ro a question. Uh, okay. Josiah, how many other folks did we compete this out, or is this just the sole, sole sourcing? It was it was our typical contractor this year. We sent it out for quotes last year to five, four or five, and mm -hmm. no one was interested except this contractor. Is that because we inquired a different issue of timing, kind of like Olive Court, or uh, what's the interest not due to? I mean, what's going on there? I don't know. I don't know the answer. My guess is that because uh, we we use several contractors typically work mm -hmm. in this area. I mean. I say typically, it's mm -hmm. generally two. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes there's a third one, but those other two typically do the larger DOT projects. And Got they it. use different, more expensive materials, typical of like a new street. And so um, it's just not as desirable the small project. Sure. Okay. When would, they, when would they do it once the council okays it? Uh, I've, I've been talking to them. Um, letting them know we'd like to get it done right away. And we've actually sent them a list of uh, areas to focus on, which mm -hmm. is Melrose, this west end first, right. working east. Um, so I kind of gave them a list of here's the number one priority, two, three. So I, they're beginning of September. In the next in September, End of September? What did you say? Starting, in September. Starting in the beginning of September. In the beginning of September. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, Okay, ready to vote. Uh, uh, roll call vote. Herbold. Aye. Aye. Maher. Aye. Moore. Aye. Miller. Aye. Carey. Uh, the other item under my head.
heading there is discussion of city sidewalk repairs. I, I really don't have much to report this month. Um, Dottie and I are working on uh, the best time that we can get out and walk um, tentatively yeah. for tomorrow or Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll have more to say on that. Um, I submitted a written report and a couple of things I wanted to point out in there. Um, and Dottie, you had you had forwarded this on, I think, last week. Uh, if you recall, we had the detector loops replaced at the intersection down there at Melrose right. and Kosher because those were out recently. I think you got notified that they weren't quite working right. Yeah. Um, a big thank you to City of Iowa City Traffic Department who went out and did troubleshooting this week. Um, I just heard back from, from them this afternoon. So they got into the cabinet. They checked all the connections. They thought maybe some of them had some moisture in it. They cleaned them out. They re-tied all the connections, and they said it se seems to be working fine again. So, Because uh, it, it hasn't been a problem from time to time. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, I think the loops were bad, mm -hmm. essentially, and we got those replaced, and it was working. And then, so this was surprising, but apparently the, the connections in the cabinet needed to be cleaned and reconnected. So as of this afternoon they're backward uh, I have two items in here that relate to um, warrants items yes one of them is an invoice from all-american concrete which I uh, summarized my report but essentially they have a contract with the city of Iowa City water division to repair street panels Iowa City over the year that the water department had to dig up for repairs they had one here in at Melrose and Sunset and it turns out it was right in an area where we had some panels that were in need of replacement and um, so they contacted us which was great because we got to essentially they were going to set up all this traffic control for the intersection and so they were able to add those two right next to it for the same cost as the city that work is done uh, they did the Iowa City's work and they did our work, so that is in there and our recommendation is to approve that. The other item is the, um, and I believe this is a resolution, we could jump to it, um, 19, 1935. 38? Yeah, 1935. It's a resolution author authorizing the mayor to sign and submit the Iowa DNR uh, five-year permit renewal for your storm sewer system. Your current your current permit runs out. Uh, I think it's like March of next year, but the the deadline to file for renewal is in November, and the five year permit fee is one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. A motion adoption, a resolution okay. nineteen thirty five. Okay, a motion by Sylvia and second by Dottie. Um, discussion, a roll call vote. Casada. Aye. Maher. Aye. Moore. Aye. Miller. Aye. Uh, so the only other items on my report, I provided some update on work in the right-of-way projects that are all essentially substantially complete, but they're all still awaiting restoration being achieved. Um, and then the other item is, uh, as a follow-up to previous direction to uh, inspect North Sunset Street and Prospect, and then I have several comments about what's going on out there now and 
what you might be looking for depending on how the Swisher track plan develops. Are there any questions? Thank you. Thank you, Josiah. Now, Dottie, you had several yeah. things. Um, <clears throat> last council meeting, um, Mark Phelps came and um, addressed the council regarding the snow and ice removal, which is a huge problem on our city streets in the winter. Um, I think now is the time to address it before we get involved in football. Um, it's a safety issue with me. Um, there are people falling, they're breaking bones. Um, that, that cannot happen in our city. So um, uh, I would like to suggest and enact a resolution um, for next month's meeting um, notifying persons, uh, property owners, what their obligations are and um, I ask uh, Troy to get some of the notices from Iowa City. And they have a snow and ice removal notice that they post on the door of the dwelling. And it gives them 24 hours to clean the debris. And if they don't, they'll be fined and the city will uh, authorize a person to do the cleanup. Um, I feel very strongly that this is a property owner obligation, not a tenant obligation. And if they try to pass it to the tenant, I think they need to monitor whether the tenant is complying or not. I, I think it's really inappropriate for a college student to be given this responsibility. Um, and they may not even read the lease. They may not know that that is, has been passed on to them. Um, so I like the notice of flyer that Iowa City has. I can pass it around so the council can see it. Um, and I'd like to hang on the door and then follow up with a letter from the city uh, indicating what their responsibilities are again. The beauty of this is this is a notice for the entire season, not for one time, but for the whole season. So we don't have to waste our resources, time, effort, notifying persons every time because they will be fined and they, the snow will be removed at their expense. So Mark is on board with this and Troy is, and um, I think um, it's a good idea. So I want to pass this around so you can see this. Dottie, so, I'd like to see some integration of that notice, which I agree is, is very welcomed. Um, I think it makes our city more responsible for being accountable as an organization mm -hmm. and also allows our, our residents to feel confident that when they get citations or any other ensuing responsibilities mm -hmm. they've been given a fair shot of notice mm -hmm. and an opportunity to correct so what i would like to see is integration with the new city website it's my understanding that our website from civic plus is able to track when a, a community like ours sends out one of those orange notices it'll capture date time 
hour and final disposition. It will create a ticket for this issuance and a record. which And is, a documentation. And that is right. what was missing in last month's or the months before his meeting was mm-hmm. documentation of when the city of University Heights first had an issue, how big the issue was, who was told about the issue, and were they given an opportunity to correct. And I think that this orange notice should work in tandem with our new technology, which is the website. And Civic Plus is able to turn on the module that is needed or the switch that is and needed I, to the track. I think also when the season begins, where we begin to get weather, that there should be a major notice on the website indicating be aware, be alert, these are your this is your responsibility so that they're given additional notice because some people will look at websites, some people won't. But um, I think it would reinforce it. And as long as we have the website, we might as well use it. So, Steve, this requires an ordinance change because right now our ordinance does not have a written notice requirement. Right. Um, I I think you can do it by resolution, and you can do it either way. Let's do it in a way that doesn't get lost in the books, and that is let's update our ordinance so that it is Mm well-defined for future reference what exactly the obligation is. The ordinance now allows them uh, us to notice or not to notice or post or not to post i want it definitive i, I want do it too. clear so you're suggesting now a re- ordinance change but I, uh, at I'll, the beginning you said resolution i'll recommend well i've talked to steve about this and he thought we I could see. do it with resolution that's but the I, weakest in, way of approaching this in it's, your discretion i want you to be as forceful as you can be so whatever you come up with will be fine for next meeting. And well, how about council consensus? Because we're the policymaker. Steve will will certainly work with what direction we give him. So let's us be forceful well, and clear, right? I would leave it in his discretion. Why? But, but Why? if you would like council. I think, I think this is the policy issue that council needs to weigh in and give appropriate direction to our city attorney. Okay, so well, so Steve will get he has direction to do that. Would you want Steve to go ahead and put something down and then have council review? Yeah, yeah, but the something is the question, Louise, of whether it's a resolution, which is the weakest form and probably the form that will get lost in history well, or talking or put it down in in an ordinance. He's been talking or to amend God. the on uh, amend the ordinance that's right. Okay, I'll talk with Steve about it. So yeah, make we'll it the strongest. Bring something to the meeting next month. That's an ordinance. That's the way I would support it. Well, we have your input. Thank you. Good. Um, so, um, let's see the next thing. Um, I've been getting a number of texts and emails um, from citizens who are exceedingly disturbed about the vegetation overgrowth on the sidewalks and in persons' backyards in the easement area, uh, specifically on Kosher and on um, uh, Mahaska. The Mahaska one I personally drove by and looked at today and it's growing all over the sidewalk on sunset. So something really needs to be done there. 
Um, I've also noticed that um, when I came over here tonight with Troy, um, that the property is also overgrown with shrubs and things on Sunset and Melrose. So those homeowners up there are not taking care of the property either. So it's not a matter of just cutting the grass 10 or 12 inches. It's a matter of cleaning up all the debris. There's ragweed everywhere. Um, and the city is beginning to look sort of trashy because property owners are not taking responsibility. So I think we have some ordinances and and uh, resolutions in place. I know I got a letter, uh, a notice here today from uh, Louise that we've used in the past, which is more about a minimum of uh, trees and things over sidewalks and over streets and uh, maintaining a passageway for pedestrians and and uh, roadway but I think we need to expand that into vegetation which obstructs uh, public view because it's much bigger than trees um, so I don't know how we should go about this um, should we look at that, Steve, for next week and or next month? And well, see? don't we usually, you know, we usually have had the streets and sidewalks chair or somebody representing that person, and going around and doing a, a what do you call it? You know, just going around and seeing where the problems are. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm getting reports, so it's yeah, really but, big. Yeah, but what enforcement, I mean, what, what follow-up are you doing as streets and sidewalks chairwoman? So far, nothing. I'm just okay, collecting so, it and coming to you. I don't know how to handle it, what you would like to do. I think those orange, how about a green one? Because it's growth, having some green ones and checking off the box of the corresponding ordinance that might they be in question. Our city has a yellow one. Yeah, that's fine. We could... I mean, it's just a matter of process, Dottie. What process do you want to have? It's, I think I don't the same. Leave some letters. I think a process similar to that with the snow yeah. removal. Did you do that one year, Virginia? Done a bunch of years. Yeah. You did it last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you put something on the door? Yeah, we just have a. I mean, I'm sure it's the same letter that Louise gave you. Just fill it out and leave it on the door. And did you leave it or did you send it? Sorry. Did, did I left it, left it on the door. And how how was the success rate? Pretty good, good enough, I'd say. Yeah, I think people are reasonable. I mean, yeah. they may not know that you know a bush is obstructing view for someone until mm -hmm. you point it out, and they're super super happy to make it safe. Nobody wants to have an unsafe, unkept home. It's been my experience. They well, just want to know. <laughs> you don't live in my neighborhood. <laughs> So I don't well, know who would like to deliver vegetation letters. Somebody, yeah, I think streets and sidewalks volunteer to do right? it. I'm not okay. interested in doing it. I I would put notices on the door and follow up with. But, yeah, that's all it takes. Um, I'm not, you know, going to march around and put stuff, fill it out there and put it on the door. If we had, you know, some worker bee that would like to well, do that, that, how about the housing inspector? Because that used to be part of Stan Laverman's 
um, responsibility. Yeah, we can do that. Because mm-hmm. that our police chief who walks around you who's know, <laughs> over there in the corner. It's going to end up with a rainbow packet. Because yeah. Stan used to do that. That's right. I don't know if Stan ever used to do it. I think I did it. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I think Pat Yegi has gone around before. Yeah, Pat Yegi yeah, has I helped mean, I before. I think we've had citizens go around um, before. Well, I want to be I've, sure. I've done it a number of years. I just don't have time this year. Somebody else is going to need to volunteer. Yeah. I, I think we need to have a process. include things like the vegetation on the sidewalk? Yeah, everything that's growing we over. Have sidewalks that are disappearing. Yeah. I think it's, we should ask our police chief if he's done. Dottie, I, I would recommend, it seems to me, a reasonable, <laughs> I think you just need to come up with a process, design it, and present it. Well, I think the same process as I've outlined for snow removal would be fine. I think sure. a notice on the door. Whatever sounds reasonable. Yeah. I just, I would, I just would hesitate to place extraordinary um, citations on people without giving them due process and opportunity to Well, correct. this is notice. And I, it's yeah, I wouldn't consider, these aren't, I wouldn't consider these citations. Let's not consider these citations. Like it's just a, to, right? But I, I just say, give it to them, let a, them read it, understand it, and move on. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, okay. as property so owners. So you look for somebody to yeah, help Yeah, and that as, as property owners, everybody has a responsibility as to what they do with their property in the city. So thank you, Don. Um, I think we all are under the same net. Okay. Um, okay. I want to bring back us next process, time. you know, it's in two weeks, our yeah. next meeting. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. It's not yeah. too difficult. Let's get some letters okay. out between now and um, two weeks. Is there something I, else? I think that it just has to get done. That's it. Yeah, we've done this before. Who's what been do, doing this in the last 18 to... months is what I'm curious to know. 18 months? I yeah. don't know. I, I believe I did it last year. And then an injury. I mean, it's it's always an issue in August, right? It's always late August because that's yeah. when everything explodes in growth. So throughout the year for just stuff like weeds and lawns, Stan had been doing that. Correct. But then there was usually like a once annual walk around town for right. the the growth explosions and i don't think that was stan doing that and that was I stan was that was Virginia. me and it pat yeggy and, and mark sherrod helped one year i mean other. it's just been volunteers yeah. so we had a yearly process and then um, two councils ago that kind of stopped or not kind of it did stop mm-hmm. so we had a yearly process i don't think you need to reinvent it it just needs to start up it's again. just well dotty can find do some yeah. people is what i mean right I agree. to help with it yeah since Virginia doesn't have time this year. And so you'll come back September yeah. mm-hmm. 10th. So, sorry, but does this include some of the properties that have giant crops of weeds that are like 10 feet tall that yeah. aren't, yeah. It's, that it's, are in the back? That's the problem, see, and I can't trespass going to, in right. the backyard to take photos or I would have done that. Mm-hmm. But um, they're not maintaining their backyards, which are it's impeding then the neighbor which is yes. you know not neighborly but it's also you know virginia is there any you have a good relationship with mark there's also an iowa code on the control of nauseous weeds do you mind getting a hold of that ordinance i mean that iowa code uh, mark i'm sorry you have the same access to google that i have <laughs> well you want to do it i'd it rather make sure 
well, that's fine. I'll, I'll reach out to him. There's a you list of not. You can Google him. the list of noxious weeds, and then you're going to have to yeah. identify um, identify the weeds, and that's a little. Difficult. The point is that we want to regulate for what Iowa Code allows us to do. I mean, to start regulating for all sorts of undesirable aesthetics of plants is a different question. Mm-hmm. And so I can tell I you that there. I think if it's overgrown. Mm-hmm. But it may be overgrown for different reasons other than unmaintenance, un- especially well, if it's in the one, backyard. You may have some naturalist. One issue was the house that sold on June 7th, and the new owner is listed because I checked the assessor's mm-hmm. site. So the obligation and legal obligation transferred, and nothing has been done, and that backyard is a disaster and the neighbors are complaining for good reason. So we should have some, you know, authority there to tell them to get that, mm-hmm. you know. Because of the ordinance, right? Yeah, fixed. Mm-hmm. You know what, I Googled already, I'll send it to all of you. Okay, so Dottie, you're gonna work on that for the next two weeks, mm-hmm. meeting September 10th, okay. Yeah. Um, I wanna go to the mayor's report. Um, I wanted to talk to council. I got several responses about the Finkbein proposal work session meeting. Monday, September 9th at 6.30 works for Lisa Dottie, Virginia. Does that Monday work for you, Sylvia? I thought I responded yes. I I, I didn't see it. I'm sorry, so that's good. So yes Mm -hmm. for you. And Mm -hmm. Monday, September 9th at 6.30. And um, I know Nick uh, is unable to meet on that Monday, but um, Nate Kading and Ben Logston and David Keift can, will set up a meeting with you. I'll give you their emails and you can set up another night or another day. Okay, so we'll go on to um, hotel project update. And Jim Glasgow's here tonight. Thank you, Jim. Lots going on over there, it looks like. Yeah, we're uh, coming up out of the ground now. And uh, there's some pictures over there. I don't know if everybody saw them, but that shows our, uh, where where we're at as of today. And uh, we're we're on the second floor of the uh, main elevator shaft right now. We've got to go up four stories. And probably within another week, you'll see us up to the fourth story on the on the one elevator shaft the foundation is all in in the parking level and then we're continuing on the foundation that goes around the pool area so and fencing is fencing is going up uh, over some of our retaining walls and we're going to pour about 300 feet of parking lot along the railroad tracks which just helps mitigate some of the mud that uh, is on site so so our our people then will be able to park on concrete. We can't bring the big trucks in that way. We'll still have to deal with that. But uh, I have been trying to keep the streets clean. Any, I mean, the, the rain's been the big problem. I mean, as soon as it rains, but we get we get out there right away, and we do have a, a street sweeper on site that we leave on site. Can you so, pass it this way? Uh, if if anybody mentions anything, and I, I know a couple people have have said something, but sometimes I can't get out there because of the traffic. So. Mm-hmm. It, it usually I have to wait till 5:30 or 6, and then I'll get out and clean it. So, other than that, though, we're on schedule, and um, 
we're hoping to get a little bit ahead of schedule if the weather stays uh, dry and we, we don't have any problems uh, we're, we're really coming up out of the out of the mud though now so the next next phase that you'll see will be a steel substructure and then a precast so uh, Terry Terry's been great to work with and uh, uh, we he's kind of keeping an eye on the project when when I'm not there so uh, it's it's great to have him around too so um, are there questions for yeah does anybody have any questions okay uh, you told me when you came in you wanted to remove uh, resolution 19 yeah I'd, I'd like to defer I'd just like to defer consideration on on 19-33 we we need to we need to study that a little bit more on our end so if we can do that I'd like to just defer that okay that's okay with council correct yeah. mm -hmm. um, I'm just trying to think if there's any question no, it was, you know, cleanup was important. Yeah, right. And I know you tried to address it, and I'm glad you got a street sweeper. Well, the next, after, between the football games, we're going to try and tap into the water uh, on Melrose. And we're going to, there's a, there's a two-week stretch in there where there's no football games. So we're going to try and, and tap our water main in. We've, we've got the, the sewers in, electrical is in. Uh, media con or our our media uh, conduits are in. That's the, really the last thing that we have to do to to tap into the the uh, water system. But uh, the city of Iowa City has been giving me a little grief on that, so I'm I'm trying to work something out with them. They wanted the foundation installed completely before we we can bring the water into the site, which makes no sense to me. But we're so we're we're pushing the foundation, trying to get that wrapped up so that we can uh, mm -hmm. get that worked out with them. Um, other than that, uh, did you want to talk about the swimming pool uh, at, at this point? Or okay, all right. Other than that, if any, unless anybody's got any questions, no. Nope. That's our. I was just going to say Triangle Park looks nice. I don't know oh, if we talked okay. about that since yeah. that was finished. Yeah. No, we uh, we had people. Uh, bring their dogs the first day there to drink out of the <laughs> out of the dog water so yeah no I, I think that worked out real well question do, do, would it be a big expense to um, and this might be not something that you would do but to refinish the bike rack you know down there Maybe yeah just, uh, like sand I don't know if you have to sandblast it or it just it wouldn't really it. I would I would probably not sandblast it but just take emery cloth and shine it up and repaint it i think is it's it is a little bit rusty um and i don't know how stable it is at the base i i didn't look at it that well but but i think it it could just be uh sanded and painted so i'll see if i can get somebody to donate that to, okay. to get that cleaned up I'm, i Thank think you. one of our guys will probably do that um and the uh somebody did question about the sidewalk i mean that that really is sort of a temporary sidewalk because yeah. we we know it's going to get torn out during the vision project if you know in, in a couple of years so um we didn't really spend we didn't spend any time replacing the sidewalk it just we kind of left that as is but because we we wanted to do pavers there when yeah, they finally right. do it yep. yeah that's yeah that's that's why pavers. that's kind of kind of is mm -hmm. not poor condition it's okay but i mean it's not fancy or anything and that's that's the reason um do we have two hundred dollars left in the budget of that project that we could use to get a couple of like perennial flowers to plant yeah in the back yep. there yep because we we spent 
19,800 at, mm-hmm. at this point. So there's another 200 in there if you, if you, but. Okay. I mean, I'll plant them if. Oh, all right. Okay. If yeah. somebody <laughs> well, will buy them. Chris is donating free hosta. Okay. Or anything you can get at Menards. Yellow this time of year. We've, all right. Anything you can get at Menards, we'll, we'll, we'll throw in a little extra if, if they have any. <laughs> okay. I haven't looked at Do you want to take a field trip to Menards? Okay. Well, thank you very much, Jim. And um, so we'll go on to uh, legal report. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. Um, I'm sorry, Sylvia, if I missed your request. I don't. I didn't find it in my inbox, but I did just send to the council um, the agreement uh, that the city has with Stan Lauberman or had with Stan Lauberman. Um, the the version I have is unsigned, but um, mm-hmm. I sent you the resolution and the okay, agreement. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to look at scope and. Um, familiarize myself with some of the other terms yeah okay so um and i apologize if i missed that i didn't see it when i looked just now so um third uh, resolution 1933 is withdrawn uh so resolution 1934 approves the stormwater facilities maintenance covenant and easement agreement for the hotel project it's been reviewed and approved by city engineer as well as uh building official um it's been approved by the hotel developers so uh is before you okay mm-hmm. uh motion by sylvia for second and second by Dottie. thank you and uh is there any discussion roll call vote Locker. aye 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 and then 1935, uh, uh, you, you've approved was, already. Yes. Um, 1936, uh, I don't think the council is going to take action on tonight. Um, 19, or I'm sorry. So the next item, I believe, is uh, ordinance number 239, which um, you know the, has been before the council for a first reading, I think, three times. This is so... <laughs> Once we got uh, the uh, new agreement with Johnson County Refuse for services, and we went back and just kind of made sure that some existing refuse and uh, recycling ordinances, you know, were consistent with the agreement that was signed so that we weren't sort of saying t- two things to uh, consumers, to citizens. And um, I think we finally have it right. Steve Steve uh, Smith has reviewed it and uh, agrees with what it says. I, it, it's not inconsistent with the agreement. So the first reading of Ordinance 239 is before you. And I do want to say thank you for sending me the explanation on the composting for residential use. Yeah. Thanks. I motion adoption. I'll second. Motion by Virginia, second by Dottie. Discussion. Roll call vote. Moore. Aye. Miller. Aye. Herbold. Aye. Aye. And then I, I wasn't really sure whether, um, you can hand this to Chris, I think I forgot to give it to her, whether you were going to go ahead with 1937, which is that kind of sound permit for the event that Stella wants to have to, to benefit neighborhood centers. It's on your agenda, and it's very similar to what you've approved. A motion adoption. I'll move to approve. Okay. Sophia, motion by Sylvia and second by Dottie. And uh, discussion. Roll call vote. Miller. Aye. Herbold. Aye. Casada. Aye. Maher. Aye. Moore. Aye. Carried. I think that's everything I have. Is there any questions for Steve? Okay, we'll go to Chris's report, clerk report. Um, sent out my written report. 
we've received as of, <coughs> excuse me, as of July. I will have another report for all of the permits that are coming in in August. And the due date is September 30th. <coughs> excuse me again. This, the due date was moved to make it a more, thank you, efficient process so that we didn't have the redundancy in uh, reviewing forms several times for old tenants and new tenants. And so far the process has been going quite well. We've received positive feedback on this, um, allowing the tenants to come back so they can get signatures on the forms. It's worked really well. Next year we will have the forms available on the website and that will make the process even smoother because it'll all be through workflow. Things will be scanned right away. Um, one thing I do want to bring up or have brought up at the meeting that I won't be able to attend for the rental permit discussion is maps, diagrams. I have little maps. I have good maps. I have poor maps. So you might want to talk about what you want to see on these maps. Some mm -hmm. of them are colorful. So maybe some consistency would be helpful. So that's all I have at this point. Thank you for all your work on that, Chris. <coughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. What is uh, what type of maps are? Is this where we have the rental permits throughout the city? Parking so diagrams and bedroom, bedroom layout. And yeah, got it. Okay. Do you think it would be helpful to show us like your best examples and then I like some what you examples that are bad so we can maybe think about guidelines? Did I can send out some examples? Good question. Of what I would consider good and bad, but I'm saying that from a perspective of looking at them and going, eh. <laughs> you have to decide what you want to see and what is important. So, yes, I can do that. Any other questions for Chris? <coughs> Thank you, Chris. Um, you won't be at the September 10th meeting. Have a nice trip. And um, we go to the treasurer's report. Lori sent um, her report and she had two warrants listed and everyone got that. Is there any uh, objection to paying those two warrants? Hearing none, the warrants will be paid by unanimous consent. And Lori didn't make it tonight, but she'll be here September 10th. Um, then we have um, the chief report and chief circulated his report tonight and um, we might as well May I touch on a few items on it just a few real quick sure First of all, apologies for those of you who tried to get a hold of me this last week I let the mayor know but unexpectedly I need I needed to be out of town to deal with some family issues up in Minneapolis uh, but I'm back now for those of you who reached out to me and I didn't get back immediately I apologize <laughs> staffing again we're at full staffing now those numbers are self-explanatory the next thing that I have to do with staff now that we're at full staff is we're going to start reviewing existing policy and reissuing policy. We won't do it in mass. I think that that's too much to do at once, but we will we'll parse it out with our critical policies to begin with, things like pursuit, use of force, things like that. Uh, football games, everything is in place for that. This first will be, I mean, we will reassess after each foot after each football game and reallocate resources. I consider this first one in particular a trial run. We are going to be immediately addressing, obviously, any public safety concerns. Uh, and, and that could be with the rest. That could be with, I mean, whatever needs to happen for us to make it a safe environment. B 
Beyond that, we're going to be doing a lot of education, both for the community, for me, and for my officers. We're going to document things so that I can deal with Terry then on the most appropriate way to follow it up. I would encourage whether you hear from community members or they contact me, I would like to hear the things that went wrong or that, you know, for instance, and porta potties have come up here recently. But, you know, issues, whether they be parking or porta potties or rude behavior, things that have that are detrimental to everybody's enjoyment. I would like to hear about that, and they will be addressed, but they might not be addressed on that Saturday. I mean, I, I'm not going to necessarily make somebody reposition a porta potty. We will address it, we'll move forward. There won't be continued violations of it, or there will be municipal and cr criminal sanctions or, or citations issued for that. Uh, so anyway, that is going to be my approach on that. I want to give kudos publicly here to Jeremy Stenda, and I see I have a typo on his name. He'd asked me if he could do this. This isn't the only grant that he applied for, but he applied for a grant from Walmart, uh, one of their community grants. He received $1,000 specifically earmarked for a cop with or shop with a cop program. To my knowledge, and I've asked around, University Heights has never done that on their own. I don't believe they've even participated with other agencies. Uh, so this is going to be something new for us. Jeremy and I talked about, because I'm kind of putting this in his lap, how we would like to do it. And I think we're going to work with uh, the elementary school to help identify area families here in University Heights or certainly close by that, that could use some assistance. And this will be something then that in December uh, with whichever whichever religion you happen to practice, but the winter holidays, uh, be able to use that money to help those kids purchase gifts for both themselves, their siblings, and their parents. But anyway, I want to make sure I threw out a kudos to Jeremy Stend on that. Uh, he has other applications in the works, so we'll see what comes of that. Uh, I wanted to skip down to D. We have relied on a software firm out of Cedar Rapids for our IT support. They bill $105 an hour. Uh, it's not inexpensive. They also don't know our systems from the inside out. So they end up becoming just one more cog that I have to deal with. Uh, I contacted the in-house Iowa City, his title over there is systems analyst, but they're in-house IT support, and asked him about the possibility of him doing some, <coughs> some freelance or contract work for us. And uh, he has, it, the rate that he quoted me, his hourly rate is a, a 43, what did I say there? Uh, I don't know that I put it in. Let's see. 47% hourly savings. Uh, he has brought all the five new cars online as of today. The racial profiling form that has taken months to implement and goes back to Chief Peterson, he managed to get up and running in two weeks. Uh, it's in both the cars and it's in the police department. We will begin collecting data at the beginning of September. Uh, he said there will be one more piece that needs to be put in place to export that to Chris Barnum at, at St. Ambrose. But he has accomplished in less than four weeks what I have not been able to accomplish up to that point. Uh, and again, at, uh, what I would like to think is a considerable savings to, to the community, if in nothing else, in frustration and man hours that I had put into it. Uh, I have been forwarded and I've been contacted by a number of community members. This is on the next one. And this is something... U Heights does need to move forward with, mm -hmm. but the Citizens Advisory Board that is referenced in that same ordinance uh, that requires us to collect data, I've reviewed that ordinance and uh, 
the selection process involves members of the council, Kevin Sanders, well, not Kevin Sanders specifically, but the Iowa City president or his designee of the NAACP chapter. I spoke with Kevin Sanders uh, just last weekend, actually, and we talked about meeting this week, but with the football game, I wanted to get through football issues, so we're going to meet next week. Uh, if some, what, Nick has, has already, we've exchanged some communication on like, it. I would like to yeah. participate. Uh, we can do that. Typically, Kevin likes to meet. It just is his free time, but we'll meet over lunch. Uh, so I was thinking at Stella, but we can make that work. Uh, and and then in discussion, Virginia also mentioned that one of the things Kevin had mentioned before was ongoing training, and that's a very important piece to keep keep on top of. So that is also on will be on the table literally for us to discuss. Uh, Kevin had some reservations about the process as it was outlined or maybe his role in it so anyway we'll discuss that we need to move this whole thing forward uh hopefully i'll have and hopefully nick can join and donnie can join but we'll have something more concrete uh to tell you or, or to move this forward uh kick off to kinnick i touched base uh with with the marriott group before they left so again we're all on base for that but i wanted to throw that out there as you deal with your constituents and people in the community that event happened september 21st uh, runners will be running along melrose avenue uh, as they come through university heights they'll be coming from mormon track through university heights down to the stadium while that event is going on traffic on melrose will flow but it will only flow one direction it will be westbound only during that event Again, the Marriott group is aware of it. If they are working that Saturday, they will route their trucks in from the from Iowa City side and route them out through our side. It will not restrict access at all to anything in University Heights, but it will mess with traffic flow and you'll only be able to travel on Melrose westbound during that event. And that's all I had to touch base on to make sure I point it out to you unless anybody has questions. And that event is about what time just so people kind of know i think it's quite early it is and i'm sorry i did not bring the time I just, with me that's it's, okay it's we'll a, have september 10th we can get the dates okay or the times and it's a it's 5k event so it's relatively short in duration yeah. but they are blocking the lane and it is open I to it's fairly it's early. open to walkers uh i have participated in it before and it's a very well-organized event but they will maintain that lane for safety reasons until the last walker is finished it could be two and a half hours. Uh, Chief, I did want to make a comment, and that is I wanted to thank you very much to you and your staff for managing all of the farmer's market um, posters and uh, uh, what is it, all of the um, sign signages for that. Some of those signs will likely need to be replaced. The wind particularly has taken a toll on those yeah, bigger ones. They were kind of full that I saw yes, that. Yes. But I, nonetheless, I appreciate it because it's, it's a task. It starts early in the day, and it goes late into the evening, and... Um, it's you don't find a whole lot of volunteers for it so i was really appreciative of the serv of the service for helping this community event which closed tonight and um i just wanted to say thank you and some of our vendors did ask about it i mean that's how they they build their customer base and they were pleased with the responses i was able to provide from what you were telling me good so i wanted to say thank you on that well, thank you very much i appreciate hearing that i'll make sure that gets passed on to the officers super and then um the last comment i did want to ask is about the um caltech uh, arrival of the five patrol vehicles yes i wanted to know um what what will be the policy for the usage of these vehicles because prior um the prior uh, chief had a different uh, 
policy position. I'm not sure if it's going to be the same as what you might take. And so my interest is in making sure that our team knows exactly what to expect with the usage of these vehicles, especially if they're going to be leaving city boundaries. That's an interest that I'd like to see explored relatively soon since the vehicles are already here. Right. They do routinely leave city boundaries, but usually it's when the officers are working. For instance, when they go down to the fuel pumps or when they Mm -hmm. take a prisoner to Johnson County Jail or go to courthouse. I mean, they just have to. one of the things that I used in recruiting officers to come here is that if they live within the county, my plan is to allow them to take the vehicles to and from their home, directly to and from. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they aren't to stop for groceries. They aren't to take enforcement uh, actions unless it is such a low discretion issue, uh, you know, a hit and run of a pedestrian, you know, something like that. And much like some of the other issues that we have talked about, there does need to be written policy on that, but that is the direction. That is my intent to allow them to use that. Okay. And it doesn't sound like a very complicated uh, process. Do you think we might see something in writing, say, in September before these vehicles start rolling off? Sure. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Oh, Oh, there you go. Nine to noon. And... Because we're on the back half of it, like I said, it will be, it'll likely be impacting our traffic flow till at least 1130. Uh, cross traffic on Sunset and Kozer, there won't be any issue. Those will all be, we will have officers doing traffic control at all those positions. Iowa City, U Heights, Coralville are also doing traffic control positions. But for a large portion of that time, it will be westbound only on Melrose. Um, it's a great report. The only thing I just wanted to really kind of advertise a couple things. One is we do need more citizens ad- advisory board applicants. Um, I mean, I think it would be good to get as many as possible. So for those of you who reach out to people, I think that would be good to maybe mention that. Um, also, I think Troy, or Chief Kelsey has done a great job on the football um, game day parking uh, situation, which he's put in F. And um, how it's many? It's not a grade, by the way. Yeah. How many have you sold so far? Uh, by word of mouth, we have sold, I believe, two of them. I've got somebody else who came in and asked about them. Uh, I'm not sure. They are a local resident. They also live on Marriott. I was. I know some of the concerns in the past that perhaps they would be resold, if you will. And I guess at that point, at this point, I'm less interested in that. Uh, right now, they're being underutilized. I intend to be up there on Saturday morning. That is one of the reasons why I'm coming in early. And we will, much like we do for Farmer's Market, we will mark off those spaces with cones. I will use police tape or something similar to stretch from cone to cone. And while I am up there, or while officers are up there, we will always keep a few spaces open, basically as an invitation for people to pull in, at which time uh, they'll be told that, again, this year's pricing structure, fee structure, is $40 per game or $30 per game if they buy the remaining season pass. Uh, We are making it this year so that the football parking passes are easily transferable from vehicles. So, you know, if you and I typically tailgate together, but sometimes we're in my truck or sometimes we're in your Jeep or whatever the case may be, we don't have to buy two. It it can go on a vehicle or it can go on a placard that's prominently displayed. Uh, So that's the way that we're going to deal with it. At some point near 
the beginning of the game or or later in the day we'll pull off those spaces and if they get pirated they get pirated but we're going to make sure that everybody has permits or that wants to pay their has the opportunity to pay their fee and guarantee their spots yeah, and I'd say one of the people that I sent to you did Amanda. a lot of due diligence and looking around and right. found that to be the best option. So, And the thing that people have concerned about or, you know, again, am I going to be able to set up a lawn chair? Am I going to be able to tailgate what's available to me? And I've been honest with them and said, you know, no, you can't. You can't impede traffic. But if you're not impeding traffic, you know, I, I don't care. Or if, if you know people that are parking at, for instance, the apartments and paying to park there and tailgate, and you just want to be close, and you already have a place, then this is a great place to come and park. Unlike the other places, it doesn't matter if it rains Saturday. This is a hard surface on the street, easy to get in and out of. So uh, we'll see. We've already sold at full price as many tickets as we sold last year. And it matters if it rains Saturday. Yes, absolutely. And also, I don't think we've discussed, had, did we discuss yet uh, the uh, the event that happened on August uh, the, at the night. park, the night out? Uh, no, we didn't. And I, I and should did have you meant to report that. some I, of that because yes. it was a wonderful event. I actually had pictures to put in there, and I, I neglected to put that. I was very well attended. It was National Night Out. It happened to be the same night as Farmer's Market, which dovetailed, I think, nicely for both events. Uh, some of the people who came for my event crossed the street for Farmer's Market, and some that came for Farmer's Market crossed the street. It was a beautiful day. If anything, it was a little bit warm. Honestly, I wasn't sure if it would just be Officer Matt Mackey and me and Bonnie Penno. I believe I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. I had volunteered to help. She contacted Virginia, and, and Virginia put her in touch with me. I really wasn't sure what to expect, uh, given that we did not promote it in a similar fashion that Iowa City Police Department and I have promoted other events. That said, in the years that I've done National Night Outs, I think this was, and I'm biased now because I'm wearing a University Heights <laughs> Police Department uniform, I think this was the best one that I have attended. Uh, between the farmer's market and and Matt and I each had patrol cars down there. Um, Captain Mark Bullock from the University of Iowa Police Department had reached out to me earlier in the week and said, hey, do you mind if we stop by? I thought he meant he was going to come by. Uh, they sent patrol vehicles. There was at least two, if not three, but they sent Mark patrol vehicles that also set up. Iowa City had an, a vehicle for McGruff that showed up, a vehicle for Herky that showed up, and then Officer Hayes, their community service officer who, or or community relations officer who organizes all these events uh, showed up. So we had at times as many as seven patrol cars there. Iowa City Fire was there. We had Dane's Dairy Ice Cream, which again, in talking with you all and community members, it's not unusual to have to distribute that or store that afterwards. We ran out. Yeah. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. The splash pad was certainly a draw. It was. Yeah. It was a great event and what was refreshing for me is um, most people were University Heights or nearby mm -hmm. members of the community mm -hmm. it wasn't like I traveled down here from I mean I think the person the farthest away that kind of came to come was from Morse uh, and that's because he had a relative that lived down here but it was truly 
that community event. I can't remember what the slogan is. But on. each each year it has been that way. Oh, here. it was. I, I was because, I was impressed. I yeah. I spent the whole time. I was very glad that you'd arranged for Bonnie to be there, because I didn't have time to hand out ice cream. I spent the entire time talking to people, talking to kids, talking to their parents, uh, taking pictures with them. Got Herky in the patrol cars, and again, I apologize. I meant to put him in here, and I completely forgot about it until, until the mayor mentioned it. But it was. It was the most successful national night out event that I have ever been part of. And that's saying a lot. And I think in part it's because of the cool toys and stickers that you picked out for all those kiddos. Thank you. Oh, thank you I was sharing me. the Herky pictures of Herky and, the, and you and our police chief. I sent it to my dad and I said, one of these is our new police chief. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> I need to get some of those to Lisa and then, so that they yeah can be you featured. need to put them up yes. they're really good and then Herky is in the police car in the University Heights police yes. car it's standing by it really nice pictures yeah. no it was it was that a, was a very nice it event. was a great event and it is yeah. very unfortunate Dottie, that you couldn't attend yeah well it was part of our crime stoppers mm -hmm. exactly anyway I said it'd be a few yeah, minutes and well, I was probably you. at least 15, well I so. wanted you to talk about it it was I'm great trouble being short thank you so. thank right. you chief thank you and so we go on to um, Nick. Did you I don't have, have anything? anything? There, nope. Okay. Um, finance, Sylvia. Well, I want to um, say that today is the last day for the farmers market. Uh, several of the vendors wanted to know if we could extend it, simply because a lot of their produce is still rolling in. But um, I looked over through some of our notes from the last two years, and um, it's just not a productive process. So unless council feels strongly to um, extend it through the month of September, I'm going to leave that for a motion for all of you to decide. But there's a lot of produce coming in, and um, our vendors are what I call the founding vendors of our, found, of our farmers market post the um, one university place construction project and they have consistently showed up and provided their produce and um, any other uh, items to our, our residents and nearby neighbors and they are very very pleased that they have uh, such a, a customer base here that's very dedicated to them so um, thank you to all of our residents and nearby residents who come out every Tuesday to support them and I also know that some of uh, some residents are also using some of the uh, delivery systems that some of these vendors have set up so um, they're also appreciative for that opportunity um, with respect to the budget I wanted to um, point out that I was looking at the profit and loss report and we're we're noting a deficit and I, I reached out to Chris to find out what our income for rental property is looking like and that is um, she gave us an explanation that for September that's when the deadline is for receiving income for all rental permits so that deficit should be going down but we have still a problem and that is the hotel motel 7% projection that we included in um, in the 2019-2020 uh, budget we estimated that the hotel would be up by December of this year giving us six months worth of revenue that's not going to happen so our budget needs to be amended to reflect that but I'm holding off on an amendment until we figure out what our budget for the rental housing program is because it makes sense to 
amend your budget once and not in piecemeal fashion. So um, there's nothing in Iowa code that prevents us from doing this, and it is a considered a best practice in order to keep your line items balanced to what exactly it is that you're projecting expenditure on. And when I reached out to the industry and asked, well, is this really a significant change in our budget? The answer was overwhelmingly yes, given your your budget numbers. So um, we're up for, for an amendment, and um, we can look at that once we settle on some projections. And as I said earlier, Virginia and I will get together on projecting some revenue for the rental housing inspector line item. And that's about it. So uh, be careful how we spend our budget. I did notice that our legal expenses are already at 30% drawdown for general legal expenditure. So I don't know how we're using um, legal counsel, but you're all professionals and I'm hoping that at $200 you have a really burning good legal question to ask and not uh, administrative issues to be sending off to our to our city attorney to do when we have other resources like the city clerk um, maintenance engineering um, other staff that certainly comes down at a different uh, cost center so that's it otherwise I don't control that that uh, line item are there any questions for Sylvia Okay, we'll move to e-government. Lisa, you circulated your report. I did. And uh, I just want to say you did a fantastic job leading the committee to the final release of the website. I know it's a work in progress, and you're constantly working on it daily to fix things, but <laughs> I've heard so many nice things about it. Thank you so much for everything you've done with it. You've really, really took the leadership role in, in uh, getting things accomplished and talking to Civic Plus and very nice, very nice Thanks. indeed. And I'm sure everybody has looked at it kind of like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> it does look a little different. Yeah, it's And Steve wonderful. Ballard won the prize for being the first person to say, hey, a, a mistake? <laughs> no, no, no there's a new website. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks great, Lisa. Thanks. Looks really good. I did have one question because I was fiddling around with the different options. It's just so easy to maneuver. Um, I noticed that if there are any concerns that residents want, um, do what's the process? Because the only process I saw was filling out forms for UHPD, filling out forms for streets and sidewalks, but I didn't see a button or an option for any ordinance general concern that somebody might have for example um you know a porta potty is has overstayed it's welcomed you know where do where does a resident report that it doesn't fit into streets and sidewalks and it doesn't fit into uhpd and i was wondering what are the options and that's it so that was just something that we worked on during the training engagement and we went ahead and posted some of those forms and if there's a form that you want to see a general one we can we can do that if you want to yeah uh, okay and then the second question is um, I happen to be a little bit familiar with Civic Plus just because um, it, it just happens to be that way and they have a feature that's available that's called you know if you look at Johnson County's website they call it the fix it button uh, if you go to Iowa City it's a you know complaint if you go to any other city you press a button and you start a 
resident or concerned citizen inquiry or request for the city to do something about it. I was wondering, um, why don't we have that feature turned on and if it's possible to have it turned on as a feature for our for our website? So you were just talking about the citizen request tracker forms. Mm -hmm. You're talking about something different now? Yeah, it's a button, yeah. A button? Yeah, like a hyperlink. Uh, go to a Johnson County well, website. We don't, yeah, we don't have a button. We have a form. I, I believe we're talking the same thing. We can create something that would institute a workflow system. We could. They call okay. a button, we call it a form. So if there's something that you want to see, I would suggest that you let Lisa know and then we can look into it. I'll put it in writing. I'll send something. Yeah, but it will be a form. It, that's the module. Okay. And, and this is what we have available. So, yeah. It'll be a form like that. We have many modules that we haven't even tapped into. Yeah, that's my understanding. So uh, it's a really nice suite. I mean, that's what I like about this product is that there's a lot of modules, like you're saying, that we haven't touched, and some of them are free, which means we don't have to worry about paying for their operation. So I'll send something to you and to Lisa, since you guys were part of that committee, right? Um, sure. OK, super. <laughs> OK, any other questions for Lisa? OK. Um, are there any announcements? Okay. Uh, is there any objection to adjourning? Hearing none, the meeting's adjourned by unanimous consent. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for coming.